So if you're watching to, or if you're listening to this podcast episode, highly possible that you are a parent who has the deepest desire of raising children who are confident, who are able to grow up to be adults that can navigate the world with confidence and peace, inner peace. If that's your most inner desire, then I want to tell you that on this podcast episode, I'm going to share with you five steps to raise children who are prepared for the real world. The reason why I'm recording this podcast is because I get a lot of concerns from parents telling me, I don't know if my child is going to be well-equipped to face rude people, if I'm their safe space, if I'm kind to them, if I'm patient, if I'm waiting for their turn, <laughs> if I'm considerate of their feelings, if I validate them, I wonder if this is going to create the expectation and the entitlement that every person they come across is going to be like that for them and with them. So if that is you and then you have that little worry tackled under your belt, kind of like, I don't know, I like the idea of raising my children differently the way I was raised. At the same time, I don't know if they're going to have the grit to stand up against bullies, to stand up against unjust authority, to be able to face the world with courage, not just with empathy, but with courage. So the answer is yes, you can do both. We don't have to become our children's first bullies for them to know what to do when they encounter bullies. And I'm going to share those five steps in a little bit after the intro of this podcast episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Marcela. And you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting, to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. Hello, my name is Marcela Collier. I am the founder and head coach of HIC Parenting Education Agency. We are committed to help parents like you break free from frustration, bring peace to their home environment, and raise, equip them with the tools to raise emotionally healthy children. And I'm so glad that you're here because I'm going to share with you the five steps, the five essential steps to raise children who are prepared to face the real world. Step number one is start with you. Start with your own development. Our children are our mirrors. They reflect back to us what is inside of us. So if inside of us there is insecurity, if inside of us there is a sense of inadequacy, of powerlessness, we are going to reflect that to our children and they're going to reflect it back to us just as a mirror. 
the things that we tell ourselves and the way we see ourselves is ultimately the way that our children start seeing themselves. If we see ourselves as incapable parents, then that's how our children are going to see themselves. Why? Because they absorb our energy and they absorb the way we view the world. If we view the world as this unsafe place that we need to not trust anyone and everybody's out there looking for the way to hurt us, that's a childhood wound that created a hedge of protection at, around us, but right now is impairing us to raise a child who's going to feel strong and confident to face the world, not from fear, but from peace, from inner peace. So we want our children to be aware of dangers and we want our children to know what to do when they're facing dangerous situations. And we can train them in that. That's different from them seeing the world as dangerous from them seeing themselves, their own emotional landscape as dangerous. Because some emotions are okay to feel and some others are not okay to feel. When we work on gaining that secure attachment with our own selves, we start showing our children that it is safe to feel angry. It is safe to feel big feelings because when it happens, you're still secure adults for them. That we are able to take the waves or their, of their emotional storm and we're not racked by it. But we are that firm anchor for them. Imagine your children as adults feeling that they are an anchor. That it doesn't matter what happens around them, they can always find safety. And that happens when we find our own healing. And for most of us, this takes therapy. For most of us, this takes, besides therapy, parenting, coaching, which by the way, a lot of people ask me, what is the difference between what HIC parenting does? We are a parenting coaching agency. We are not therapists, we are coaches and therapy. Well, the difference is that you go to therapy to heal your wounds, your childhood, your traumas. You come to parenting coaching from preventing those traumas from passing on to your kids by working on the way that you engage with yourself and your children in your day-to-day -day parenting life scenarios. What is better? I would say both are great and both are in many cases necessary. A lot of our clients in HIC parenting education, they're going through therapy and parenting coaching at the same time. Myself, I've been in therapy and parenting coaching at the same time, and both of them were necessary. One to heal myself, and the other one to create more assertive behavior patterns in me that serve me parenting my kids. So that's step number one. Let's go to step number two. A lot of traditional parenting methods talk about toughening up our kids, 
So toughening up our kids by being firm, almost borderline rude with them, that's what's going to toughen them up. When research has shown that what makes a person strong is their level of emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is not built by how many times somebody was rude to me or firm or stern. Emotional intelligence is built when we had a safe adult who guided us through our emotional storm with safety and who taught us how to feel our feelings and how to name our feelings and express them assertively. That's emotional intelligence. Somebody who has a high level of emotional intelligence, let's just say that you're working with your child all their childhood in building that emotional intelligence and they get to the workforce, they're gonna be able to read early signs of toxic interactions and relationships because they understand their emotions, their body, and they're going to be able to set those boundaries or even to walk out of relationships before they become dangerous, before they become toxic, before they become abusive. That happens when we have emotional intelligence. And if you are a victim of abuse, of domestic violence, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not our fault when we are abused. And even if our children have high emotional intelligence, they could still be a target <laughs> of abuse because it's not our fault. What I want to say here is that they will be more aware. So, so many times I allowed in my personal life with my past relationships to cross the line of, of safety just because I was not able to read that it felt uncomfortable, that I'm not okay with it. I would try to argue with myself. I'm trying to convince myself that it wasn't as bad or Marcela, you're making a big deal out of it. I would cast like my own self. If my parents would have worked in my emotional intelligence, I would have known that for sure this doesn't feel right. My boundaries are crossed and I would have been able to respond faster to this person who was emotionally and verbally abusive towards me. And that's the beautiful gift that we can give our children when we educate ourselves on emotional intelligence. So these are practices that we are going to practice with ourselves first so we can transfer it to our kids. So let's recap before we move to step number three. In order to raise children, who can face the real world with confidence? Number one, let's raise secure children who are free from our own childhood traumas. Number two, let's raise emotionally intelligent children. 
Number three, let's raise empathetic children. It's a fact that people who are able to connect with others at a more intimate level, who are able to empathize with other people's feelings and what they're going through, they're going to have better relationships in life. A lot of the times we get in trouble or we are not successful maintaining great relationships, not because we are rude or because we, we are bad people, but because we may lack empathy skills to place ourselves into somebody else's shoes and to see the world through their lenses. So we may get stuck in projection and blame. So projection and blame, how would that sound like? Let's just say that we see our spouses looking at their phones and then projection and blame may say, look, they're looking at their phones to not talk to you. Is it a possibility? Yes. But those assumptions usually come when we are very stuck on our own interpretation of other people's behaviors just because we lack the empathy skills of placing ourselves in their shoes. Maybe they're looking at something they from work. Maybe they're stressed and they're trying to, <sighs> to calm down and to forget about problems for a little bit. I don't know, maybe I'm gonna ask them instead of assuming why they're on their phone and not talking to us. The same thing with our kids. So imagine if you raise a child with those kind of empathy skills and they go to marriage and they're able to not just express their own needs and emotions, but they're able to see the emotions in their spouse, in their kids, and connect with them at a more emotionally intimate level. If you are raising boys, imagine you raising a husband who is able to connect at a, an intimate level emotionally with his wife. That's kind of rare, but it is possible. The fact that many, many men are not able to have an intimate emotional relationship with their spouses. It's not because they don't want or it's because they're men. It's not about gender. It's about that usually they grew up in a dispensation where feelings were not okay to be felt, especially if you were a boy. You were not allowed to cry. You were not allowed to whine. You were not allowed to say a word. So now as men, how can we expect them to be intimate with their spouses? You are going to raise emotionally healthy men and women who are going to create great, great relationships because number one, they're free from your own childhood baggage. Number two, they're emotionally intelligent. Number three, they're empathetic. Number four, Gentle discipline. You were like, what? Is, is there a way that I can be gentle and discipline my kids? It is a misconception that our children need to feel bad about it, that they need to, quote unquote, feel it in order to learn. 
children learn according to science children learn when they feel connected and safe that's when they learn from connection would they learn through fear through this connection they may learn other things they may learn that in order to keep us peaceful they can rock the boat so they need to modify their behavior in order to keep us peaceful but that's a false sense of behavior modification because it doesn't come from the heart it comes from just appearing likable appearing acceptable so what happens this creates emotional distance what is emotional distance emotional distance is when we do things without an emotional investment so when our parents are not present when they go to college they go crazy <laughs> oh they're very so reserved and not know how to navigate the world without feeling anxious thinking that anything they do or say is going to produce them a punishment so how do we prepare our children to face the real world that has consequences having consequences is different from having punishment i know that if i go over the speed limit i'm risking a ticket that's a consequence that is completely related to my behavior Nobody's telling me, okay, because you were speeding, now you cannot eat ice cream for the rest of the month, or I'm going to cancel your Netflix subscription for the next month. I get a ticket. And that's how we discipline our kids for them to learn the, the natural effects of their behaviors, and more importantly, for them to understand the skills they need to be successful maybe i was speeding on the freeway because i have very poor time management skills and i couldn't my get myself ready on time and now i'm rushing to work so the way that the behavior is corrected the long term is for marcella to learn the time management skills so she's not rushing on the freeway translate that to all the things that your children are doing that you consider are poor behavior and think about what are the skills that they need to develop in order to be successful when they are placed under the same environment under the same conditions step number five fostering communication is key there is no communication without trust in order for me to open up to you i need to trust you in order for me to listen to what you have to say, I have to have a level of trust in you. A lot of the times, my children don't listen to me. Let's go to the base, the underlying, what's beneath all that. Is there trust there? Is there trust from your end? Do you trust that if you say something, they're gonna do it? Or, or are you just following them around, checking? making sure that they do it that's you not trusting them or is there a lack of trust from your child's end that you tell them something and they don't trust because 
from history, they expect that they, things only get serious when they're yelled at, or things have been inconsistent. Sometimes they get a patient parent, sometimes they get a, a parent who is not that patient, so they don't, they're kind of like, uh, they're trying to figure it out. They don't know what to expect. So the basic, the foundation of effective communication is trust. And that's one of the main things that we do with our clients in HIC. We work on the foundation, which is the relationship they have with their kids first. And from that foundation, then we build up into the actual communication skills for them to be able to relate to their kids. In a way, the kids are drawn to listen to them and cooperate without the power struggle, without the fight, without the yelling, without the announcing consequences, without bribes. If you are a parent of a child, zero to 19, and you want to just bring more peace into your parenting, and you wish you could have direct guidance from us, I highly encourage you to book a complimentary, yes, a free one-on-one -on -one parenting assessment call with myself, Marcela, or a member of HIT Parenting Team, one of our admissions advisors. And in there, you are going to get three things. Number one, you are going to get crystal clear on what you need in your parenting to bring peace to your home. Number two, we're going to show you the step-by-step -step roadmap to get there so you can start raising emotionally confident children. And number three, we are going to show you how our coaching services work. And if you think it's a great fit for you, then you decide whether yes, yes or not, you're going to access our coaching services. To book this free call, all you have to do is open the description of this podcast episode. If you are watching us from YouTube, open the description of this YouTube video, and then the link is there. Book the call, answer some questions, so we get to know you before the call and go prepare for it. Show up on time, line up help with the kids. We are parents as well, and we're going to do the same. So we have each other's full focus and attention to dive deep in your parenting. Okay, so remember to raise emotionally healthy children who face the real world. Number one, you need to work on yourself so you can be a secure parent for your children so they can become secure individuals. Number two, it's about developing those emotional intelligence skills, emotional intelligence. Number three, is to develop their empathy so they can have an easier time maintaining relationships in the future. Number four, to correct their behavior, not from harsh punishments, but from them understanding the natural consequences of their actions so they can transfer that to the real world. And then number five, it's about having a healthy communication with them from the foundation of trust. And those are my five steps. I have a question for you. If you are on YouTube, please type in the comments, which one of these five steps you can do today. 
how can you start winning? Remember, follow us. We are on Instagram, on YouTube, and on every platform at Hind the Club. If you have not subscribed to the Parenting with Understanding podcast, are you waiting for? And remember that it only takes understanding of yourself and of your children to transform your parenting. I'll see you next time.